Well, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are opening up to Numbers chapter 19, and we're going to be taking a look as well in 1 John as we walk through this chapter over the next several days. But today let's take a look at verses 1 through 10 and see what we observe. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord had commanded, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they bring you a red heifer without blemish, in which there is no defect, and on which no yoke has ever come. You shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and he may take it outside the camp, and it shall be slaughtered before him. Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood on his finger, and sprinkle some of its blood seven times directly in front of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the heifer shall be burned in his sight, its hide, its flesh, its blood, and its offal shall be burned. And the priest shall take cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet, and cast them into the midst of the fire, burning the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes, he shall bathe in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp, and the priest shall be unclean until evening. And the one who burns it shall wash his clothes in water, bathe in water, and shall be unclean until evening. Then a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and store them outside the camp in a clean place, and they shall be kept for the congregation of the children of Israel, for the water of purification, it is for the purifying of sin. And the one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening, and it shall be a statue forever to the children of Israel and to the stranger who dwells among them. So we observe a few things in this passage. We see the language being very similar back to when we were in Leviticus, going through all the different laws and the ceremonies that they observed. And there there is a lot of rich symbolism here that points to what Christ would come and do. One of the things that we notice repeatedly is the phrase that they have to go outside the camp. And we find out in the New Testament that Jesus had to suffer outside the camp to make uh, atonement for our sin. We also see in this a reference to the red heifer now this is something that um, some of the end time bible scholars and such will emphasize a lot from our text today however i don't see why it is uh, is so emphasized we do see that however though this particular cow this red heifer had to be burned in a particular way and sacrificed in, in a different way than most of the other ones one of the interesting things about it is these ashes would be kept They were to be a reminder for the people, kind of just like we saw previously in just a a chapter or two before, that Aaron's uh, staff budded. And when it budded, it was a symbol to the children of Israel throughout the generations as it was supernaturally preserved by the Lord that Aaron's tribe had been the chosen tribe, that the priesthood was not something that the people could choose. It was something that God had chosen and appointed, and that was critical to how the priesthood would play out over the centuries. In much the same way, when Jesus came, he was a priest, not according to his own will, but according to the will of his Father. We see, though, that in the particular sacrifice of the red heifer, there are three things mentioned that are thrown on the fire and completely consumed, which is very interesting. It's cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet. Now, cedar wood was a prized commodity. When the temple is going to be built later on, they're going to get cedar wood because it was a prized wood back in their day. And there's a lot of talk in the Old Testament about beautiful land having this particular type of cedar in it in the Middle East. There also is reference to hyssop here that was thrown on. Now hyssop was uh, kind of a a weed, it was a plant, and it was used uh, kind of like a brush. 
Back when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, if you remember back in Exodus, when they were sacrificing the lamb for the Passover, they took hyssop and they used that particular plant to brush, to apply and lather on the blood on the doorposts. And so it's interesting that a, a wood that was very prized is thrown on this fire. Hyssop, which was used to apply and, and lather uh, a cleansing agent, the blood representing the Lord's cleansing and protection from the consequences of sin. And then we also see scarlet. We see scarlet was also thrown on there. And scarlet within scripture refers to sin as well as blood covering. Over in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 8, let's take a look at a passage that is pretty well known about how our sin is described. And it uses this scarlet that we see referenced way back before in Numbers. So Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they are red like crimson, they shall be wool. So we see that there seems to be a significance to these three things. Cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet. And how they apply to a cost, the need for blood covering, and the reality of our sin. And all those are part of this particular uh, sacrifice of the red heifer. We also see in these first 10 verses in chapter 19 that there continues to be this repeated language that we have seen in Exodus and Leviticus a lot. The difference between the clean and the unclean. That the people that are involved in the sacrifice and moving the ashes and such, they're going to be unclean for a certain period of time because they have dealt with sin and they have been tainted by the reality of death. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into that next time. But today, how we can apply this is we know that we each, every single one of us, has a need for cleansing daily in our walk with Christ. Spiritual uncleanliness hinders our fellowship and our sanctification. And we're going to see this in two passages as we close. But it hinders our fellowship and our sanctification. In chapter 19 of Exodus, those who were involved in this sacrifice and all the different work surrounding it, they were unclean for a period of time. They had to go outside the camp. They were disfellowshipped. They were away from that close relationship. And secondly, we are going to see that this uncleanness and this cleanness also impacts our, our sanctification as we're growing in the Lord. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-9, through 9, it clearly tells us this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Very clearly there, the New Testament as well speaks of how we have this daily walk, a choice to walk in the light or to walk in the darkness. And we have fellowship through Christ alone. We need Him continually to cleanse us from unrighteousness. In Ephesians chapter 5, which is well known as a, a chapter that speaks of marriage and its relationship to the gospel, the picture that that paints for us, in verses 25 through 27, we learn how the water of the Word of God washes us, it cleanses us, it helps us to live a clean 
life and holy life before the Lord. Here's what it says, chapter 5, 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. We see that the word of God is a daily cleansing agent, which, when applied, washes and cleanses us. It helps us to walk in fellowship with the Lord and to grow in our sanctification. Father, today as we have looked at chapter 19 and we're beginning to dive even deeper into it in the days ahead, we ask for your continued guidance. Father, continue to teach us how important it is to walk with you. Father, remind us of the reality of what Christ did for us, how powerful the gospel is, not just for that moment when we have made the decision to trust in you, but Father, every day the gospel continues to need to be preached and applied to our walk. Father, we just thank you for what we have seen today. Father, we thank you for the connections that are throughout your word. Continue to open our eyes as we behold wonderful things from your law. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This podcast has been brought to you by FMM, Focusing on the Mark Ministries. Continue living a Matthew 6.33 life until he comes. To find out more, check out gen1-to-rev22.com.